Lovely, excellent. And um, Darren, good to catch up with you. A, a couple of weeks then for you to maybe take a breath and actually get out on the training pitches with, with the squad. How useful have you found this international break? Yeah, no, really useful for me and me and the, um, the staff um, to have the ability to work with the players on the grass. There's nothing probably better really in terms of having come in and sort of in the two weeks we was here previous and having to navigate the four games was met less contact time on the grass. Um, so to have a, have the, the international break, we saw it as an opportunity to, to do a bit of work and, and, and take advantage of you know, not having a game at the weekend to prepare for and, and really working with the players. And we've been happy with the work and, and the temperament and, the, and what the players have shown us over the past 10 or 12 days as we lead into this game. What are some of the key things that you've been looking at during that period then? And the ability of the boys, um, testing them more, putting them in more difficult situations where we're asking of their ability, uh, but also asking of their uh, their mentality, their mental approach to to take the game on and almost be like almost independent thinkers as well as, as just going and, and doing the session, but almost thinking their way through the session and what do we want from it really. Um, so it's been asking them questions as a group, but individually as well, really. And um, as I said to you before, Catherine, remember when I first come here, I said, I'm, not, I'm never going to put a ceiling on this team. I just, they, they, there's, there's no really rooftop on them. I just want to see where they can go. And and I still think I'm still in that, we're still in that mode in terms of where they're going to go, because in terms of where we're pushing them, it's not an, it's not an uh, on and off switch where you're going to see that straight away. So as the days and weeks go by, we keep pushing them and maximising what we believe the ability they've got within. It's really interesting to hear you talk about the, the aptitude of different players. I'm sure everyone's different. There will be some players who can be proactive, can immediately take new ideas on board and deliver it straight away. For others, that might come slightly more difficult. For, for those players, how do you go about bringing out the best in them if it doesn't necessarily come quite so naturally? And it's a great question, Catherine, because you are right as a group of players and naturally we all learn differently. So over the last 10 or 12 days, it's finding that out as well in terms of how players, some players learn visually um, some players learn by physically doing it on the training ground. Um, there's been all sorts of course of learning environments from collectively as a group and individually and personally in, in classrooms as work as well as working personally on 1v1s so what you try and do is you try and implement as much learning practices and different scenarios in making sure that the group even learning from an interactional point of view in terms of asking questions and then posing back the, the, the answers what they want to give gives you an insight into the individual and the group collectively and um, because what we encourage here is for the group to be open and to talk. We don't really suppress people. We want to talk, so it's a two-way thing in terms of you uh, communicating to the players, but it's not one di directional. You're putting the practice on, but it's what they're gaining and what they're getting back from it and the feedback, because they can give you just as much feedback as you want to give them. The biggest thing for me is, is everybody being on the same continuous page, progressing and moving forward together as, as one. And that's always what we wanted to do and sort of coming in at this stage of the season, there's going to be elements of that um, going forward. So it's still continuous developing, uh, but in terms of initially the first thoughts over these few days of the international breaks, you know, we felt here we've had a good week.
We've just been talking to Sorba Thomas and you talk about temperament and sussing players out and what makes them tick. We were asking him about that. He says he doesn't like being shouted at for starters. Uh, he also says he's had some really interesting conversations with you and it is very much two-way conversation. He also admitted he's not always the easiest to manage. When you have somebody like Sorba who very much wears their heart on their sleeve, do you kind of have to suss out, right, what is going to bring the best out of this clearly very talented player? Well, first things first, Catherine, um, thank Sorba for his honesty. I mean, when you, when all those that you've just sort of come back to me, his honesty in terms of where he's at as an individual and collectively as a team player is there for all to see. But underline it all with Sorba, just like all the players, he wants the best for the team in terms of going forward. And that's something that, you know, myself and Sorba as, as an individual has had some good time um, talking together on one-on-one -on -one, uh, and collected as a group, as these other players have had that opportunity with them and I've presented that. But I've wanted that as well, Catherine, in terms of that because I've wanted as much contact time with them as I possibly can and will continue to do so. Um, Sorba being Sorba... The one underlying thing is he wants to be better for the team and for the football club. And I think anybody listening to this cannot commend him really on expressing that. But we know the bottom line, he does want to do it. So for Sorber and me, for me and the staff, the, the challenge is there to increase and, and get him better than where he's at. Because that's our job, is to do that with him. And that's what we'll continue to do with him. Uh, but we've certainly he's certainly one individual, because we've mentioned his name, that certainly has had a, had a, a real good uh, week uh, and an impact. And for Sorba, there's so much more that he wants to do. He wants to build his consistency. He wants to keep performing at a level because he's got aspirations, not just here for Huddersfield Town Football Club, but internationally as well. He wants to get back into that. And by doing that, you know, he's got to play consistent football for Huddersfield Town and play consistently well for Huddersfield Town. And by doing that, I'm sure that the opportunity for him to get back into that international reckoning uh, will come, really. So, um, so we've got some work to do, but um, it's good to hear him say that. Yeah, he's sort of echoed that as well, that he knows that it's only by performing well consistently for Huddersfield Town that he will hopefully regain his place back in the Wales squad. Obviously, it's difficult for him when he's been left out. So have you had to maybe put a bit of an arm around him over these last 10 days when... Clearly, you know, he must be feeling a bit down in the dumps that he's not away on international duty. Yeah, and, and that's the that, that's the thing. We, you, you know, we've we've touched base on it. I, I know his aspirations, um, and he's got a manager here that supports those aspirations. Um, we're on the same page in terms of working together and trying to work at a level that would get him back into that international reckoning. Um, the door's not very much closed on him. There's still lots of plenty of football to play and we know he's got the ability to do it. So we can't cry over spilt milk in terms of that he wasn't on the international, but what we can do is in between is the first things first, is looking at us, us as a football club, the league programme in terms of what he's got and him maximising that potential. But the biggest key word will be for Sober is that consistency to be able to continue to perform at a level uh, week in, week out. Um, and he realises that because he's got that burning desire. And once a player's got that burning desire, we'll support him every step of the way for doing that. Um, and we'll continue to do that. So it's, it's great to hear. Uh, and as I said, uh, for him, he's been a joy to work with this week. Do you know now in your own mind 
where his best position is for you on the pitch? Yeah, I know, I know the best position for, um, I'd say, the majority of the team. I know their best position. What I've always done, Catherine, over the, my career and will continue doing it is that because football is unforeseen when, when games come and everything else, you've got to be pe prepared and adaptable to any situation. So a lot of my players over the course of not just here, of my manager career, has had their primary position, but they've had a second or third position what they can play. Um, and they have played it. And what we do with those positions, we've worked on them already before they had. So even though it might become a surprise to one or two, those players have already been utilised and adapted in those positions already. And that's the way it is. And the reason why I do it for is because football can throw some some um, some hurdles that you're unforeseen and unexpected and you've got to be calm in the situation and be adjustable to that situation or proactive to that situation. Really back at it this weekend then at the start of what's going to be another really busy and a big week. Do you see this as being quite an important week going forwards with a home game to kick you off and then another home game against Cardiff and then of course the West Yorkshire derby next weekend could be quite pivotal to the season. Yeah, we see every every game as an important, it's an important week, of course we didn't, and irrespective of what game, I'll be saying it's an important week next week. Every game I'll be saying it because what we do is, what I do as a manager is I just focus on the game and all I'm just focusing on is the game on Saturday, uh, irrespective of the game on Tuesday and irrespective of the game the following Saturday. For me, my professional approach will be just to focus on the game on Tuesday and such as the players, uh, sorry, on Saturday and such as the players. So we'll just focus on that uh, for this Saturday and making sure that we are giving a real good account of ourselves that we really continue to build on terms of what, we, what we're setting here uh, and carry that uh, momentum into on Saturday. Um, the, the thing what we want to do at this football club is continuing to develop and continuing to move the team forward. Um, I said there's no ceiling on the players and I mean there's no ceiling on us as a football team and a football club this season. Let's just max out and be the best we can at every opportunity given. It might sound a bit ruthless but QPR are not having a great season so far. Do you have to look at them as being a, a great opportunity to pick up three points against a team who have struggled recently? Every time, Catherine, we play, there is a the preparation is exactly the same, irrespective of the team, whether they deem them at the top of the table or the team at the bottom. We don't take anything for granted. We prepare as meticulous as we possibly can for every game. And that will be our approach. I've never deviated away from it, irrespective of the team position of any team. They come with the respect that they needed. We need to show them, but also we, we look at it as an opportunity that there's three points up for grabs and we're competitive for them. And honestly, Catherine, that goes for every single um, game we approach because I don't think you can put uh, a colour on them or a mental approach in terms of the positioning, even though they are in the position that they are we'll still prepare as, 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 as physically and mentally as best as it possibly can in preparation for this game. We're at home, we're in front of our home fans, we're delighted to be back at home again. And, um, you know, I must say that the atmosphere that we did have against Ipswich was electric. It really was electric. And um, uh, I commend all the fans that came there and, and you know, let's, let's see if we can get them decibels higher again for this Saturday.
One last one, team news-wise, how are you looking? Have you got anybody back who, who has been, been able to recover during the international break? Yeah, no, um, in terms of uh, David and Wardy making some wonderful progress, um, excellent progress, um, we don't think that they'll be quite ready yet, but they're, they're, they're making some great strides, which is great to hear and great to see, because those two would be welcome additions back into the squad. Um, uh, pleased to see, um, obviously, Utah come back off international duty and he's done well, really. So we're really pleased to have him back in. And uh, apart from over these next 24 hours, hopefully everybody will be okay and report well for the game tomorrow. Just quickly with regard to Danny Ward, then David Kasimu, have you got a time scale yet when they might be back? Or are we, is it sort of sooner rather than later? Yeah, I, I hope so. Without me putting the time scale, so everybody's got it on, on their heads. They're, they're certainly looking to get back on the grass. And once they get back on the grass, that's always a positive sign. And they're both into those latter parts um, in their in their um, rehabilitation, getting back, which is great news. Thank you very much. Good luck this weekend. Good to see you, Catherine. Thank you. Yeah, Cheers. you too. Thank you. Thank you. That's Catherine from to Stephen Chicken in the room. Hi, Darren. Um, staying on injury news, how was Josh Ruffles with his... Growing, is that yeah, so Josh is um, so Josh has been um, getting. Um, there's nothing outstanding with Josh. What we just had to do is just settle down um, the ligament in there, and all we just thought with Josh is, um, can we settle it down in time? So he's been in with the medicals. So though it's physically um, not damaging, toys he's got full range in it. It's more of a soreness with uh, Josh Ruffles, really. Right. Is he going to be all right for the weekend, though? Is it? 50-50, Steve. Okay. Have you had any new issues at all over the break? Or? Mm, not that we know of at the moment, no. That's good news. I mean, <clears throat> and we've heard that Ollie Turton as well has, has kicked the ball for the first time, hasn't And, and, and Ollie Turton's, um, yeah, he's um, he's been kicking the ball as well, which, which is really, really good. Um, so, yeah, so that's been good. Um, apart from, sorry, uh, Pat Jones come back from international with um, real soreness, so he won't be available for the game. Yes, sorry, Steve. Yeah, no problem. Is, is he someone that you, you're quite an exciting talent, but I know that the injuries, you have to manage him a bit, so it's a, it's a shame, isn't it? It's a real shame because, yeah, uh, because he's definitely one, um, Steve, that I'm really looking forward to. I've seen a glimpse of him in training, Steve, and what I saw from him was exceptional really and it whets my appetite with him to see what he can do um, in the first team in a game situation but he's definitely got something to offer us um, because what he did at the time in training what I saw was outstanding really so um, so that's a bit of a shame because I was really looking forward to him coming back but he's come back with um, a little bit of a muscle injury so he won't be considered. We have seen you've involved some of the, the B team players in your, your training uh, over the past couple of weeks. Um, uh, any positive surprises or anyone that we might you, has caught your eye in particular? Yeah, so so with all those, what you deem that sort of the, the, the B team, um, I'm sort of getting used to the, the structure that was here before with the yeah. B team players. They have to, they're part of the first team now and what we're doing, Steve, with them is, and the players understand is, we're use the term squeezing every pip out of them really in terms of where we need them to be at and where they want to be at so we've been working extremely hard with them um, and they've responded very very well really as a group um, so that's been really pleasing to see I keep saying that the, the real positive I've got with them is they're such an honest group 
uh, and they are definitely receptive to what's going on. So the work that they've put in uh, over this week has been good. The work that they put in is we have to um, allow the work to um, sort of settle in them and get into them from a physical and a mental point of view. But certainly as a group and that in terms of where they are, and they're expected to step up and we want them to step into the, into the situation. I've had some wonderful talks with them all individually and collectively and they're part of the group and they're very important for us um, now and for the future. We've seen over the past year or so Tomayo Pender as one of the, the sort of the key players in that setup, and he's got a new contract. Is, is what's his sort of potential? How close is he to your thoughts? Yeah, no, he's he's very. I like what I see with Tom. Um, really good feet, great feet, wonderful technician, um, a great size. I think I'm talking about Tom, but I could talk about others like him as well. But for Huddersfield Town Football Club. It's wonderful to have Tom signed on board and we've got him in and around the first team. Um, if anything with Tom, it's just now he's making that transition now into first team. So when I say the transition is the first team players move the ball quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the gaps and spaces that Tom once saw in the B team are not there in the first team. Yeah. Um, the speed and precision and detail of his passes are there. He's just got to be more accurate and more powerful with them. All those aspects of his game Steve, he'll get with us by just training with the first team players. So it's really, it's how long's a piece of string for time in terms of his development, because from a mental point of view and a physical point of view, by being in the environment, it's how quickly he can get up to that level. And obviously, because we've got eyes on him, monitoring him every single day, we'll see those aspects. There'll be bits to his game that are very, very good. There's bits to his game that he's got to improve on, that he'll understand. Um, but he seems a real bright bright uh, boy and I'm really really pleased to have him on board and um, and as I said it all depends how quickly he can get himself into that position and you know hopefully this season we, we can see him in and around the first team set up and involved with the first team. It seemed like from that video that the club have put out from inside your training session there was a focus on that kind of upping the pace and, and the accuracy the same things you talked about with Tom there is is that something you want to see from the side on match days now, the first team, um, them moving the ball more quickly, more precisely? Yeah, I think that's something to what I'd say, yes, absolutely. But also at the same time, Steve, it's improving all areas of the, of the squad, all areas, whatever area you saw and deemed, it's really improving it. Yeah, we worked on in training um football's about, you know, it's part of the game that he's playing with the ball and how you use that ball and and use it most effectively. Um, so those were some of the bits that was discussed this week in training. And this was some of the bits that was not only discussed, but um, sessions were put on to improve and show that um, unopposed and certainly opposed. So, so those are good aspects of the game in terms of the players getting used to certain, some of the certain sessions that we want to put on them. Um, and to by doing those sessions and doing them to the best most of their ability will definitely implement improvement in the squad. I guess as much as anything, it's trying to find some consistency, isn't it? Because the performances have sort of been one extreme, the other, and any, anywhere in between the last few games. Yeah, and it's learning that as well. Um, um, why, the, why the performances have been so excellent in phases and some probably been mediocre. And again, that is time spent together that is time understanding individuals as us um, as a team going forward 
um, but one thing where we're on the same page as is that um, we're just focused in terms of being the best version of ourselves and getting this football club going forward and moving going forward and continuing to move forward. Um, every game we play for Huddersfield, Steve, is it's important. Um, and I just want the players to, um, when they put, pull that shirt on, they're representing uh, the whole community in the football club of Huddersfield Town and all the people in Huddersfield. So I want them to play with that passion and commitment and that desire and determination, but with an element of enjoyment as well. Yeah, I suppose that's when you talk about wanting players to be independent thinkers, part of that will be the creativity and the enjoyment of the game, isn't it? Correct. And and that's the that's the the part as well is that they work extremely hard and it's almost like the game is an and there's an opportunity to showcase that talent and really display it really. So um the beautiful thing for me is I get to work with those boys week in, week out, day after day. And all you ever want to do as a manager is for them to express and show their talent when they get the opportunity to do it, uh, whenever the team's asked to play in front of their supporters. And whilst doing it and enjoying it, they're doing it for the commitment and desire of those watching supported supporters that are supporting them through thick and thin. So you really want the players to showcase the ability that you've seen in training. Why not do it on the, on the Saturday? So that's the reason why really that you want to give them and express them and encourage them to do that. Um, and hopefully, like I said, um, they take it on board because they've certainly got it within to do it. Sober said that he sort of, we asked him how he described you and he said he sees you as a bit of a, a father figure. Is that how you how you want the players to see you or is it does it sort of vary on a case by case? Basis? Yeah, I don't mind the, 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 the father figure. And the reason why you probably say that is because there's a genuine care for them to develop and do well. And I keep saying to them, first and foremost for me, it's the man first before the player. So I can understand where that the title would come as a father figure because there is that. And then we go into the player. And, and that's always something that I've always adhered to um, with the players. Um, and there's really important, and the thing as well with me, Steve, there's that consistent communication. Um, because probably at times through the weeks and that we probably spend more time together as a group than we probably would be with our families and loved ones. Um, are you confident we're going to see a, a different Huddersfield town um, from this weekend? Yeah, you're always confident. You, you, you have to be confident because um, initially, Steve, you have to start from somewhere and then you continue to work. Football is always about uh, being better and wanting to be better. So when you look at those two, being better and wanting to be better, you hope you want to see improvement. Um, to what level the improvement will be, uh, we know that in football things can take time um, to implement and see that, but they won't be for the want of trying. Um, but certainly that's one of the aspects that we want to do as a team, as a football club, is be better uh, at what we are. And the only way you do it is the hard work. We've um, This weekend the FL are doing their putting particular attention on the Together Against Racism campaign. Um, obviously, hugely important. We've had you know some incidents with Jaheim Headley and Janino Bakuna as well, obviously one of his own fans um, when you played them. Um, it's an ongoing issue in the game, unfortunately, isn't it? Important to, to draw attention to these things. Yeah, and, and the, the, the attention will be ongoing. The beautiful thing for this, Steve, is not us as, as, as a football club, but in society and as a whole, we're trying to stamp out and eradicate um, uh, racial abuse at any form. And it, there's many different forms it can come in, 
but what we do is we stand all together as one in trying to stamp it out and the beautiful thing about it is that we can all do and we are doing something about it because wherever you may be um, it doesn't just have to be on the football pitch it can be around the stadium outside the stadium in your local communities it can come at any time and rear its head at any time but you have the power and the ability um, to stand stand up for what's right and that's the beautiful thing about it so this weekend with the EFL promoting that not just us at Huddersfield Town we stand with everybody right across the football fraternity in terms of stamping out and setting the message clearly which is which is great to see thanks Darren Cheers. thanks Steve we'll finally come to Jim Conlon on Zoom Jim thanks for your patience uh, Darren, I just want to start off by uh, talking about one of the previous roles you mentioned early on in your career <clears throat> at West Brom. You were the loans manager, looking after players that went out on loan and uh, monitoring their sort of progress and in terms of young players and sort of all different players that left the club. And uh, you have a player on your books at the moment who's out on loan, uh, who's in a very experienced guy, who's in bang hot form at the moment is loving his football enjoying his football again with uh, Blackpool 8 games in 7 goals uh, he's on fire at the moment a hat-trick against Reading at the weekend uh, I suppose when every manager comes into the club every all different players no matter if they're out loan or what have a clean slate they have a clean billing under a manager and are you taking eye what Jordan Rhodes is doing at Blackpool at the moment he's really catching fire in terms of League One or are you just happy or delighted for Jordan really that he's in a really good place now and are you monitoring that away in the background at the moment thinking maybe January maybe to see how he goes till then or as Jordan expressed his desire that he's very he wants to enjoy this new experience at the moment or in the back of your mind are you thinking to yourself I need to keep an eye out on this and monitor this fairly closely yeah I mean for for Jordan, it's excellent that for what I've seen and the goals I've seen score is Jordan. It really is um, that instinctive to be in that right position to be the the goal he scored last week. What comes off his chest? That's Jordan because I've had I've had Jordan. I've worked with Jordan, so it's great to see him. Whilst Jordan's at Blackpool, we know he's at Blackpool playing games and he's scoring goals. Great, excellent. Me as a manager, that was something that was done in a, before I'd arrived at the football club, but we're still monitoring him going forward. I've touched base with Jordan when I first come. He's welcoming to the football club. The man that he is, he's um, a special person and he's a special talent, uh, obviously, at putting the ball in the back of the net, which is what he does. So the figures that you quote to me at Blackpool doesn't surprise me. But um, yes, we are monitoring the situation as a football club because um, he's our player and there's a, there's a genuine care for our players. So long may that continue for, for Blackpool and Jordan that two things, A, he's playing match minutes, which is great, and B, he's scoring goals, which is what he wants. So um, I would imagine life for Jordan is very good at the moment. Yeah, I suppose, Darren, when you were manager at Sheffield Wednesday, you had sort of situations where you probably had a different type of a pressure in a manager where there was an expectation in terms of uh, promotion and obviously if that didn't come about, there were sort of pressures on your head. You're facing a manager now that you know all too well from your time in League One, uh, Gareth Ainsworth, who's in charge of the Queen's Park Ranger. 
who is under savage pressure at the moment, who's going into this game uh, really an awful lot of talk, talking about that he needs to get a result uh, in, in terms of maintaining uh, his job, that people are looking at QPR, they're saying they should be higher up the table, and uh, people are putting an awful lot of pressure on him this week, this weekend. Uh, does that make this game even more dangerous when a manager's backs against the wall type of mentality, when everyone starts gunning for his head uh, if he doesn't get a result? Does that mean that the players are going to come out for Queen's Park Rangers and die on their backs really for guarantees for uh, this weekend even though that you have a home game does that even make that home game even harder given how much pressure Garrett's under I think for me um, irrespective you know the players shouldn't have to feel that whatever's deemed and put in the social media whether it is or not I think the players have a duty to play to the best of their ability all the time so that's that's number one in terms of um we know Gareth as a manager has had a long, long um, career in the game and continues to do so. And he's a good manager because he's because his career has proven that he's a good manager. Um, and being at QPR, he's more than capable of handling the club and, and the situation there. So I don't envisage anything like that with him. Um, for the players, the players should continue to do what they're doing to the best of their ability uh, because that's a given. So for us, is focusing on us as a football club and a, and a, and a team uh, in terms of going forward. And we see the game as it's another tough game, uh, but it's a game that we know that every game we come, come against, they're not easy games, but you prepare as best as you possibly can with a game plan um, to go and take the game forward. The beautiful thing for me is that we're at home. Um, it's the next time we get to chance. The league programme starts again. Uh, and we're focusing on the game in terms of, in terms of that. I know Gareth personally; he's a good man, he's a good manager. He's got his ways, he's got his methodology, and um, he's proven that over the over the course of time. So for me and the boys and the team, we're going to have to be at our very level best tomorrow um, to compete and look to try and get those points that are on on. But we're looking at us as a football club in a continuation of our journey in terms of where we want to go and making sure that we're, being the be we're showing the best account of ourselves, really. And I suppose, finally, for me, uh, Darren, um, in terms of um, Huddersfield Town, I suppose it's inevitable uh, every manager, when he comes into the new job, uh, sometimes uh, you will face defeat, and it is, it is part of the cycle. No manager ever goes undefeated uh, in terms of We all love to do it. We'd all like to have the invincible season that Arsenal had, uh, the invincibles there, I say, but that's a one in a million opportunity. I suppose you tasted uh, defeat against Birmingham City the last time around in terms of Huddersfield. Was that almost like, I know it's an awful to lose a game, but as a manager, was that some really good learning points as well in terms of Huddersfield? Because you saw different aspects of your side and your team from the first time, uh, facing a, a deficit, facing a 3-0 deficit, how they react to it, how what players maybe sink their heads, what players maybe still fight to the cause, what players maybe sort of uh, sort of sort of go through the motions as such. In defeats like that, when you come to a new club as a manager and you taste maybe a heavy defeat for the first time, do you learn an awful lot more than winning a game maybe four or five now? I think I think that's fair to say, Jim, in terms of you know, we us professionals in the game always say that the game teach you nothing when you're winning and probably teach you a lot when you when you lose. In in terms of that, 
yes, we did. We went to Birmingham. We didn't. We didn't perform to the levels that we did. Didn't that we wanted to. But I think the, the the big thing was the response that we got back against Sheffield Wednesday. Clean sheet mentality, really. So that was an added um, bonus in terms of that game that we we nullified. We went away from home again. We nullified the opposition to limited chance on goal because people were doing their jobs and more concentrated and more resolute in our work being robust with what we did and the demands that we're putting on one another. So that was a clean sheet because, you know, from a clean sheet, Jim, you can always work from that and you've got the opportunity of, of scoring a goal and winning the game. We felt we had two wonderful, glorious opportunities at Sheffield Wednesday to win the game. Um, one we didn't capitalise on, the other one we scored the goal, but it got ruled off for an impingement on the goalkeeper. So with that, we felt it was a more solid performance and the right mental attitude from that Birmingham game from after two or three days in the week, suffering that the players were able to switch on and focus on that. So we took that as a positive, really, in terms of going forward. But any manager will tell you, of course, we don't want to lose games, but it's when you lose a game, it's how you respond afterwards. And I thought the players responded that and, um, and came out with a clean sheet and just put the record straight. And... You know, we looked on it as a, as a positive in, in terms of Lee Nichols getting his 100th clean sheet for the club and moving on. And we, he's been able to put the, the feel-good factor into the uh, week of international break and preparing for this one as we return back um, to the league programme. Darren, best luck. Thanks, Jim. Good Cheers. to see you, mate. Catherine, Jim, Steve, thank you. We'll see you all on Saturday. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you.